Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Podcast Pasta. The podcast that's like pasta, not the podcast that's about pasta. For the podcast that's about pasta, I believe on Spotify, it's Pasta Podcast. Uh, that is if you're listening to this episode on Spotify. Um, but I'm Michael, and I'll be your host for this episode. And boy, do we have an interesting one for y'all today. Uh, for those of you who don't know, for um, uh, for all like five of you listeners listening to this right now, um, Star Wars recently, as the at the time of this recording, finished their latest trilogy series with Rise of Skywalker. And I'm just going to get this out of the way. I did not care much for it. I am definitely in the band camp that did not like episode three. I think it is definitely the worst of this new trilogy, but I'm not alone in thinking this. Uh, I believe for Rise of Skywalker has like a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, That's the critic score. I don't know what the audience score is. But definitely a very divisive uh, film. (laughs) Sorry, for sure. Um, And my problems with the film pretty much mimic what, you know, everyone else's issues with it or everyone else's critique of the films. I didn't care much for the pacing. Uh, I hate how they brought back Palpatine. Hell, I, I hate the fact that they even brought back Palpatine at all. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I don't want to make this episode too much a review on like rise of Skywalker because in general, I'm just trying to avoid reviews, but just to kind of get my piece out on, um, rise of Skywalker, uh, with bringing back Palpatine, I, I, I get a lot of people's point that they uh, that in bringing back Palpatine, it kind of ties this new trilogy to the other trilogies and that they share a common antagonist. But it was just sloppily done, and I think it would have worked better if we had just kept Kylo Ren the villain throughout the film, even to the end. And maybe you could have had like some like like reference to Palpatine, like maybe. Um, Kylo Ren like sees a vision of him or something. Again, I don't want to go too much into it, like too in depth, but that's just why I didn't like them bringing back Palpatine. Uh, and what was the other main issue? Uh, I didn't care much for the pacing. Didn't like how they integrated Palpatine. Uh, and um, this might be more of a personal issue for me, but I didn't like the retreading from. Uh, last jedi to kind of quote unquote rewrite the must to you know write over the mistakes of last jedi because if i'm to be frank i liked last jedi now i know last jedi is a flawed film i i get that point completely and i might just be biased in my opinion because i i like ryan johnson and i liked what he was going for with last jedi uh, I even like Last Jedi better than um, what was the first one, The Force Awakens, uh, because in The Force Awakens, I just uh, Force Awakens, fine film. Uh, I just didn't like how it's basically like a retelling. I think of Episode Four or so. You know, uh, I wanted something new in this new trilogy, and like Last Jedi, 
I feel was the only episode that really gave that to me. So to just have a follow-up film, Rise of Skywalker, just retread everything because they're so afraid of like committing to any changes that they make to the franchise. It's just, ah, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. But, um, yeah, that's just the current state with the trailer. Like, I guess to in general, what I would have done to kind of avoid the whole mess of like this new trilogy is to honestly just not do a trilogy. I, I, I feel like ever since even with the prequels, that's been kind of killing um, Star Wars is sticking to this trilogy format because, you know, you have to make these elongated stories and especially like with the new trilogy, if you can't bring on the same director, that's going to bring, or if you can't have that constant vision, that's going to have, you know, bring a lot of issues with it with the prequels. um, The only film that's really relevant is also in my opinion, like the better one, which is uh, three revenge of the Sith. Uh, So I, I don't know. I don't know. The Star Wars films right now are in a very weird place because even even the side films, which I was really excited for, uh, in terms of following Star Wars, just as a side note, which might completely dismantle any of my points I was making previously, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world. Like, I watch... The films, obviously, because who doesn't watch the films? But I don't get into, like, the um, side lore too much or, like, you know, the extended lore of Star Wars. Um, Which is honestly a a shame on my part because anytime I do, I actually really enjoy it. Like, it's fascinating to just, you know, look up extended universe stuff. Which is why, uh, fucking Disney, fucking Disney. It, but I'll get to that point in a sec. Um, where was I going with this? But basically, okay, okay. Um, so with obviously with the new uh, trilogy in between, we had like the side films, right? And those films I was really excited for because like I said, you know, whenever I get into like extended universe outside of the main films, that's where I think I have the most fun. And that's where creators engage in the most interesting ideas for star Wars. But even those films are like hit and miss for me. Um, Let's see. It was rogue one. And Han Solo. And I think that was it, just those two. I can't remember if there was a third one. I, mean, I feel so bad if there was a third one. I just completely forgot it. But no, I think it's just two. Um, Rogue One was um, all right. You know, completely unnecessary, really, I think. Especially when I kind of learned what they were doing with it. And the same with Han Solo. In fact, I think I like Rogue One a little bit more than Han Solo just because, I I don't know, I feel like Rogue One was trying more new ideas than Han Solo. And I I appreciate it for that effort. Um, But, 
And the problem is with the uh, side films that they were doing, a lot of times it, it felt like they were writing those films more to kind of bolster the original trilogy or to quote unquote fix. And I say quote unquote fix, you know, any of the mistakes that we had for um, the original trilogy, for example, rogue one, I felt like uh, one of the big plot points is basically trying to explain why the death star had, you know, such a glaring weakness with firing one missile into like an exhaust vent or something like that. Um, but that never needed explaining, you know, that was kind of like one of the fantastical elements of um, Star Wars that the fans just kind of accepted. Uh, and kind of the same thing, like Han Solo, it's not as much there, but I remember uh, there was like a major kind of major part in Han Solo where it was him doing the Kessick run. And I was to kind of fix the line where uh, Han Solo says, I, oh, I did the Kessick run in like X parsecs. And I think parsecs is like a unit of distance, not time. But in the original trilogy, he was uh, using that line as, um, you know, a, a unit of time. Right. And it kind of gave this weird air to him as like a pilot because it's like, well, you know, most pilots would know that parsecs is used for this and not this. But, you know, and then there's a the whole sequence in um, Han Solo that's kind of dedicated to, uh, you know, kind of fixing that for the fans. And it's just not needed. I, I guess before I get too far, though, no, I mean, I've gone pretty far into this already but uh i i just want to say that with the new trilogy and the side films i don't really hate any of them i know it sounds like i do because um you know led leveraging a lot of these complaints but even i i never like to rush to say that i hate a film because even with like rise of skywalker right a film that i i don't care much for and if i did say i hate it Earlier in this podcast, I didn't mean to. It's just, you know, I was just trying to get my point across. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a bad film. You know, it's just the problems in that film, I just couldn't get past. And a lot of people could, or they were a lot, a lot more forgiving of its flaws. And I just wasn't. It's kind of like Last Jedi. Like, I, I could see the flaws in that film too, absolutely. And uh, I'm able to get past them, but I could see how a lot of other people aren't. And I don't fault anybody for that. But um, so the films are kind of hit and miss right now in the Star Wars canon or Star Wars canon. I'm sorry. Uh, at the Star Wars franchise with Disney, Disney of all people messing up uh, Star Wars. Like, how does that happen? You know, like they fucking took. Marvel, which was nothing, if I can make that into like a successful empire, couldn't do the same with Star Wars. Uh, I mean, I'm not completely blaming Disney for that one uh, because there's a lot of factors that went into why the Dis why the Star Wars, the Disney Star Wars films just haven't been doing as well, uh, changing demographics. 
franchise fatigue, things like that. Um, but even as I say that, even as I say Disney is quote unquote kind of messing up with Star Wars with the films, in some ways I'm actually kind of wrong. And let, let me just take a little break and I'll kind of get into more of that point in a second. Uh, but yeah, yeah, godly, so, so interesting. All right, welcome back. Um, so before the brief break that we had, um, we were discussing the uh, latest Star Wars trilogy and the Star Wars and the side films that came out. Uh, the overall response to it, my own thoughts on some of the films. Um, but the point I want to get into now is that like like I was like I ended with the previous section, I was saying that Disney wasn't doing so well with Star Wars films, but they're doing a phenomenal job with the um, with a lot of Star Wars side content, in particular like the Mandalorian, which <laughs> I, I I'm with the crowd on this one. I absolutely adore the Mandalorian. Um. And even like the video games, especially uh, Fallen Order, the recent video game that came out. But God, just knocking those out of the park. Like Mandalorian is kind of what I wanted from the side films to like expand the Star Wars mythos um, in a way that we really haven't seen before. I mean, we have kind of seen it with, again, with Extended Universe. Um I'm sure that stories like what we've what we've seen in the Mandalorian exist in the extended universe somewhere, but just not to this like high quality, in my opinion, just amazing, amazing quality. Uh, I think recently, I think it was. I'm trying to remember. I think it was uh, like I can't remember if it was like. The week of or the week before, like Sky Rise of Skywalker premiered, and then we had like the finale to uh, the Mandalorian, and I, I just remember thinking to myself, uh, like I enjoyed the finale to Mandalorian way more than fucking Rise of Skywalker's. Now I know it's not a one to one comparison, but I, I don't know. They're doing a really good job with that. I love the characters. Uh, I'm a sucker for Baby Yoda, like everyone else. Just I cannot sing its praises enough, and especially like the fucking. Just that, just as like a a side note, I love the fucking music of the Mandalorian. I, I I'll, I'll admit I'm not a big music guy, especially when it comes to television and film just because i don't have like an ear for it like uh when you compare me to somebody like sideways who actually you know studies uh film and music oh for those of you who don't watch sideways by the way i would highly recommend it and i don't know if he has done an episode yet on mandalorian but god i want him to because i would just love to see it break it down but anyways um just like the little uh, theme that they give the the Mandal 
the Mandalorian and like the motif that they play when like he discovers something or, you know, it's just, uh, I can't explain it. I, I would just say definitely watch the Mandalorian. It's, it's slower paced than I think a lot of other shows for sure. Like the only real, um, story driven episodes. Well, I, I can't even say that either. Like the finale is fantastic from Mandalorian. I loved the first episode. Some of the middle episodes, it just um, like I can't remember if it was episode three or so, but I remember a lot of people didn't like it. I, I mean, I did, but I could see the problems with it. I I wish I could remember which episode it was exactly, but um, I think it was the episode where like he teams up with this other um, kind of bounty hunter character, but that guy like double crosses him. And I think people were hit and miss about that uh, about that one. I, I enjoyed it fine, but you know, I uh, I don't know if I'm in the minority the minority or majority for that one. Uh, but definitely, I would recommend seeing it. Just trying it out. Uh, I hmm, I don't know if it's worth the Disney Plus subscription alone. Like the only reason why I had Disney Plus is for Mandalorian, the potential future uh, Star War, Star Wars shows, and Simpsons. Like that's pretty much all that I have Disney Plus for. So if you don't want to watch Simpsons, uh, and you know you're hit and miss about Star Wars, I don't know if I could say to get uh, Disney Plus just for the Mandalorian. But if you have Disney Plus. And you haven't already seen, and you're like the one person that hasn't seen The Mandalorian or hasn't even tried it, I'd say definitely give it a watch. I can't give it enough of a recommendation. Um, but so they have the TV show, Mandalorian, that came out fucking, fucking great. And then honestly, uh, I, I don't know. Let, let me look it up real fast. I'm sorry. Uh, I want to look up the overall consensus on Fallen Order Metacritic. Okay, so in general, uh, 80% from critics, or I don't know if it's in a percentile, but 80 from critics, 7.9 from users. So in general, a lot of people really like Fallen Order. And again, I'm also in that band camp too. Um, just got a really fun idea, like kind of mixing in that Dark Souls genre with like a Star Wars adventure, exploring like different planets. Um, story isn't, isn't that much to write about. I mean, it's good for like, you know, a video game, obviously, but, um, where, where Fallen Order really shines is through its gameplay and basically just uh, recreating like these the Star Wars aesthetic and like going through these you know these environments. But it is a really fun game. I, I know that I I think it was like with the PC port that a lot of people um, have been having some technical issues. I think I don't know if you also get that in consoles. Uh, but for my playthrough, I didn't really have that much of an issue uh, i think any issue i had on my front was probably because of um my uh 
Well, it was because of the PC I was using, but with the actual game itself, no, I, I didn't counter any glitches, but I don't want to say that there aren't any. Um, but I would definitely recommend it. Uh, performances are pretty decent in the game. It was nice to have uh, uh, Force Whitaker come back as his character from uh, Rogue One to kind of you know expand the lore of those characters. Because going back to that... Uh, even though Rogue One kind of did have its faults, one thing I did like was um, kind of where they were going with a lot of these characters, and you know, following characters that aren't that aren't Jedi or aren't related to you know, like the cast from um, you know the original trilogy. So it was interesting to actually follow them. I just wish that the product was the end product was a lot stronger for that. Um, Kali, what else? And mm, I know Battlefront 2 has been seeing a lot of um, updates. I don't know if the game's like like good because of those updates. I, I know it's probably gone a long ways from its like release, but uh, I think I've seen like one or two YouTubers having fun with like the new update. You know, and if it wasn't for fucking EA, I think Battlefront 2 would have been fucking great because, like, you have the great gameplay. You have the, you know, the sharp-looking graphics, great sound design. It's just, you know, it's just the business practice and the polish of the actual ports, along with, obviously, the uh, kind of pay-to-win model. I don't know if it was, like, necessarily pay to win but it definitely had like a the whole loot box system that everyone just completely dunked on them for um but again this kind of brings me to my whole point where it's it's weird how like with the main movies it's just not working for disney but like it's side content they're just knocking it out of the park i don't know I don't know why that's the case. Maybe because like with the main trilogy, it's like just more planning. Because like with the TV series, you're going to for the most part keep the same team. But with the movies, it's been like I think different teams for each one, except for like Rise of Skywalker that, you know, shared directors. And I, I don't know if it shared the same writers or um Anything like that. Was Rise of Skywalker even nominated for any Oscars? I'm sorry. Let me look this up real fast. Rise of... Because uh, for those of you who may not know, last week I did an episode on the uh, upcoming Oscars. And um, I did not see Rise... Oh, wait. Oh, I think I did. Hold on. Hold on. I think I saw for like original score for uh, John Williams. Let me look this up one more time. One more time. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Best original score. Um, Rise of Skywalker. Was it for anything else? S3. Okay, so what three... Did it get nominated for best visual effects? I could say that. Okay, and I think not sound missing. Uh, sound editing. So original score, sound editing, and uh, 
visual effects. So like the usual three that the Academy throws towards uh, Star Wars, right? Which is fine. Um, I think in those categories, yes, Rise of Skywalker did a good job. But, I mean, you have like God-tier people working on it, like John Williams. Um, and, you know, the team at, uh, I forgot, you know, like George Lucas's uh, effects studio, uh, Light Illumination or something like that. I can't remember the exact name of it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so again, I like even with like uh, a lot of um, like really talented people working on the movies, they just can't pull off what's being done with like the TV shows and the games. And it's a, it's a shame. It's a real darn shame. Um. But kind of going into the future of Star Wars, like with this in mind, uh, I'm super excited for a lot of the new shows coming to uh, Disney+. Plus. I think right now Disney is really focusing on advertising that they're releasing the new season for Clone Wars, which honestly, I, I have, I've never watched the Clone Wars series. I hear it's good. And I probably would like it if I started watching it. But again, that's... Um, I'm only very much a casual fan of Star Wars. I mean, I probably engage with it more than, you know, a more casual moviegoer. But even then, um, I, I honestly, <laughs> I know this might be, I don't know how controversial of a fucking point this is, but um, I actually prefer uh, the Lord of the Rings franchise over star wars and i'm super excited for the lord of the rings uh, series coming to amazon uh prime video soon but focusing on star wars sorry sorry for getting sidetracked um super excited for the new shows i believe it's um uh, they have one obviously the kenobi show that they've been teasing uh i think they also have one show following uh I think the male lead from uh, Rogue One, so that should also be interesting. Obviously, they're going to bring back Mandalorian for season two. Uh, so, futures. So, for especially for Disney Plus and for a lot of the Star Wars television shows, futures looking bright. Cannot complain. Um, for the video games, I don't know. I don't remember if they announced anything. Uh, coming up for the video games i hope that they continue it i i just hope i want that i know they're not but i want them to kind of expand away from having ea as their only publisher i mean i have a i know they're probably not because ea probably like at disney are like buddy buddy right now and the relationship's just good for both of them but I just, I just hope that we kind of get new games uh, exploring what we really haven't seen with Star Wars. Uh, because with the video games, that's always where it's been really interesting. Where, uh, like, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I personally like Republic Commando because, you know, yeah, I think it's pretty fun. 
Um, golly, what else? OG Battlefront. So I, I think there's definitely still a lot of potential with uh, the Star Wars games. At the same time, though, I wouldn't mind if they like maybe like took a break from that too. Because again, uh, to kind of build people's interest back in Star Wars again, you don't want to like, you know, fatigue them. You don't want to oversaturate the market with Star Wars, um, you know, content. So just pulling it back would be a completely fine move, in my opinion. And I, I have no fault with that. Uh, as for the movies, now I, I. I don't know if they teased any new Star Wars movies, but um, I think from an article, and I don't know how true this is. I think that, I don't know if this is just a rumor, but it's basically explaining how they're ramping up their production of Marvel movies, but scaling back their production of like Star Wars films. So I think they're planning for one Star Wars film every other year or every year I, I can't remember the exact schedule as opposed to like the four that marvel gets every year or so um which is kind of hit and miss i mean it's gonna suck to not see more star wars movies but again to give them that breather to kind of recoup their losses and think okay what should we be doing now with the franchise um and because there is still a lot that you can do. I think they were talking about. Um, I don't know if it's a, if it was a series or a movie, but they were talking about wanting to do something with the old Republic, but in you know as an actual like, outside of the video games, right? So as maybe a te television show or movie, which I would be super excited for because I love old Republic uh, lore. Um. And I, I hope this idea is still on the table. I don't know if uh, anyone here actually remembers. But way back when they were first teasing at the Han Solo movie, some people were uh, – and this was before the movie even had a title or anybody really knew what they were going with. Um, but a lot of people were suggesting like an origin movie for Yoda. And I think that would be kind of fucking interesting, right? Because I don't know um, – you know, back when, like, Yoda trained as a Padawan or when he was, like, an actual Jedi and not a Jedi Master or whatever, when he was younger, basically. Um, I don't know if he really existed around the time of the Old Republic. I don't know if his species ages that way. I know from, like, the Mandalorian, um, they, their species, like, age slowly, but I don't know if it would be that slow. But in general, it would just be interesting to like maybe um, follow Yoda's uh, story when he was younger because I think that's a way that maybe you could get look into like history of the old republic of um, yeah the old republic or maybe see like the transition from old republic to what we what we started to see in uh, like the uh, the prequel series. Um, I don't know if the timeline would necessarily match like that, but you, you get the basic idea. I think following him would be kind of an interesting move. At the same time, though, I can see a lot of the arguments saying that we, we shouldn't be following characters like Yoda because it's more he's 
more interesting as kind of this mysterious figure where you kind of question like does he always did he always have like this innate power or like did he have to really train for it so it's it's a cash grab or not a cash grab that's the wrong word to use but it's it's a toss-up it could be i'm sure a movie like that could work um but who knows who who knows i think Another move that I would want to see from uh, the Star from Disney and from Star Wars is that I, I I think it was just a bad move to completely cut off the extended universe. You know, I I know they're they're trying to slowly, I guess, slowly integrate a lot of those stories back into the main canon uh, through what we see with. Um, you know, the shows and the movies, like, for example, the Mandalorian show took a lot of its a lot of the main characters lore that was established from the EU. So like the origins and kind of like the culture of the Mandalorians that was established in like, I think, the early books or so. So that's so that's nice. But I, I hope they continue, exp- you know maybe opening up more to like, Hey, maybe we should bring these stories from the EU and say that they're canon and integrate them into the new stories that we're doing. Um, just food for thought. Like one of my favorite, um, extended universe stories, which I never got a chance to read was, uh, guy, I wish I remember the name of it. It was basically the story following like a Death Star technician. Like it follows his perspective, and he was the one that kind of delayed shooting the Death Star, so that way they had a chance to like that he basically uh, to blow you know to destroy the Death Star, and so he could basically sacrifice himself for that cause. And all from his perspective, it was really detailed in how the Empire worked. Uh, God, that seemed like such a fascinating story. I, I still want to read it, uh, but I cannot remember the name of it. I don't know if it was a comic. I think it was a novel, but I just don't remember the name of it. Um, but I think that's pretty much all I wanted to say. I hope that the Star Wars uh, series does well. I, I'm pretty sure it is. It's it's Star Wars. It'll always have its fan base, and I see a lot of hope with um, the television series and the video games. I just hope that we could find some way to you know elevate the movies to the same status and um like basically i think in the future i want to see like the equivalent of what the joker did for dc films but with star wars you know like like high level store or storytelling in that degree where it's just like you know deep themes and things like that but as the star wars series is now it's fine. It's going to be fine. And I think that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, those of you who did, uh, if you want to support the show, I believe I have uh, options to do that through anchor, uh, with anchor. I believe it's a subscription based, like you pay monthly to support this show. And, uh, I, I, 
if only if you want to. I I I admit as uh, personally, I I don't like being uh, committed to those types of options either. So on my anchor, uh, I also uh, incorporated a Ko-Fi account. God, the guy who must have came up with that name must have felt like a million bucks when he did coffee. It kind of sounds like coffee. Anyways, I also have a Ko-Fi account um, through my anchor. uh, And uh, also follow me on Twitter. You can also find the Ko-Fi account there. Uh, I think um, on Twitter I am uh, at Podcasting Pasta, not Podcast Pasta. So at Podcasting Pasta on Twitter. Follow me there. Uh, And... Again, another fun episode. I was glad I could discuss this. Um, And I look forward to seeing you guys. Well, not seeing you guys, but, you know, it's a saying. Seeing you guys next time. Uh, Take care and, yeah, just take care.